Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> it's all about the game. And now you play it all about control And if you can take it all about your death And if you can play it it's all about pain And who's gonna make it? And welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Define movie. Define movie. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is the most excited you've ever been. Because I don't think we've had a movie this bad in a very, very long time. Way to, way to bury the lead here. I don't think we've had a movie this good in a very, very long time. Much better. There you go. So bad, it's good. Or so good, it's bad. Listen more to find out. Ha, ha, ha. That's how I keep people in. I'm glad you're so into this, because I am under, under the weather. Jillian's under the weather. So you, this is, this is your test. This is, oh, great. This podcast has been building to this moment where you can finally take the reins and... Way to give me some great source material to work with there, I mean, buddy. If, there's any, if there's any time for you... All right, I'll take over, because you're about to yawn. If there's any time for you to step up to the plate... And knock one out of the park. It's this episode. What do you think I've been doing the last 175 episodes? You, first of all, are overshadowed by about 10 episodes. Um, In my heart, we've done more. Okay. It is September wrong. <laughs> For the second straight week, we've been totally like... Totally Last time it. you said it was Wednesday and oh it was a Sunday. Oh my God. Today is Monday, it's August Monday. 28th. 2017, oh, yeah. right? I was saying September is the day of the week. <laughs> it is September, uh, Saturday the 49th. Um, should I go back to sleep? She's so confused. <laughs> That's adorable. What did you do? She's waking up. Oh. Happy. She's going to go back to sleep. She's dreaming. Yeah, nobody could be in this room that happy. <laughs> just Put that pacifier there. near her. She's fine. She's, She's fine. waking up. Don't laugh. It's she doesn't fine. want you to be having fun without her. It's okay. <laughs> She's just a little butt in the air. So She's cute. gonna be rolling for the next for this entire podcast. Great. Okay. If well, new, let's, let's new, speed this up. If you're new here to the show, what we do every single week is yawn. Stop. <laughs> I'm not the one who did it. I know, man. Look, I don't feel good. You want some water? You want some emergency? No, I don't want no goddamn emer- emergency. is the chaperone of beverages. <laughs> emergency can suck my fat, hairy butthole. <laughs> oh, I almost spit that everywhere. Emergency sucks. I don't, I don't care if that... It's thing... supposed to make you feel better. And look, yeah, you did feel didn't. better after you took it. No, it made my... Taste buds want to kill themselves. If you're new here, every single week we randomly draw a movie out of our box of our massive movie collection or we nominate movies back and forth. In the rare case where we have a user submission. Or a special. A a special case like today's episode. Do we tackle the movie? Uh, We also talk about our lives and how everything kind of messes together. This is... um, 
one of our two special episodes as we are on the road to Pod Slam 2017 Podcast Marathon Benefiting Connors Cure, September 23rd at the Chris Farley Cabaret in I.O., Chicago. I'm your content director and host for that day. We are very excited. ArcadeAudio.net slash Pod Slam for um, tickets and donations. We have a great slate. Um, including two movie podcasts, Bad at Movies and Alka Hollywood, joining us along alongside all other kinds of improv, television, actual wrestling podcasts, joining us from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Central Time for 12 hours of wrestling podcast marathon action. We have all kinds of giveaways, games, prizes, uh, gimmicks out the wazoo. I'm shipping like four boxes of things tomorrow to Chicago. Great. And which you have to do for... Yeah, I have to pack Yeah, you have to pack that stuff up for me. Um, and so every year, like last year, we watched No Holds Barred in preparation. And this year, um, this is one of two episodes, and we've been putting this on the back burner. Um, should do, I think we've I, been saving this for this, for, for this moment. <laughs> oh, no, we've just been putting it off. I think I saw the card. Hold on. Yes. Um, anything else you wanted to discuss before we got into the... I know you're so excited to just get into this. Yeah. So yeah, there, we haven't watched any movies. No. We haven't done anything else no. of note. Yeah. This no. is the most notable thing we've done in a week. Yeah, because we have a nine-month-old baby girl. Baby yes. girl. That is that is a little under the weather, just like I am. So. Let's so we it. received. If you are a, um, uh, if you support, get all the plugs all the way up the top. The Arcade Audio Patreon. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio, you know that one of our, uh, literally our sister podcast, The Heels and Heels, um, for one of their bonus contents, they tackled the movie that we are tackling today, The Chaperone. Um, and they so eloquently gifted us, via card, this film with the following note. It says, Sam Mullet and Baby Jillian, we just finished watching this masterpiece and felt like you really needed to experience it firsthand and on Blu-ray. Ah, see, they got they even got the Blu-ray yep. stuff for it. I should be Please reading. enjoy it, keep it forever, or pass it around in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants fashion. You're welcome, Carolyn, Karma, and Josh. Well, Carolyn, Karma, and Josh, we just start off by saying no one's ever going to see this movie again. You never know. This particular version, I'm going to call Andrew right now. <laughs> we are watching WWE Studios' The Chaperone. Starring uh, Triple H. Paul Levesque, Triple H, is Is the the chaperone. Her dad did time. Now he wants quality time. That's the tagline. Oh, I'm reading this. I'm reading the back of this box. So bad. All that former getaway driver Ray Bradstone, WWE superstar Paul Triple H Levesque, Wants is to start a new life and patch things up with his teenage daughter Sally, Ariel Winter Modern Family. Unable to find honest work, he reluctantly agrees to do one last job with his old bank robbing crew led by Philip LaRue, Kevin Corrigan's Superbad. But when the opportunity arises to be a, in quotes, chaperone on Sally's school field trip, <laughs> Ray resolves not to repeat his past mistakes and leaves the crew in the lurch. When the robbery goes awry and the money ends up on the school bus, LaRue chases them all around New Orleans with the police in hot pursuit. Now, Ray must stay one step ahead of LaRue, the cops, and 30 out-of-control teenagers, all while trying to spend a little bit of quality time with his daughter on one of the craziest field trips ever. If I had just read the back of the box, we wouldn't have had to watch this movie. 
It's a movie in my dome. Wow. There's so... no point in watching the movie. Like, you know... Okay, fucking hell. How do you discuss this movie? Like, how do you talk about it? Like, How do you talk about it? You, you were gung-ho about it. Okay. No, so I, I just want to I put this movie off for, I know. was it six years? Yes. Seven this years? Came out six years ago, but I just want to know. Somebody. How did they think it was actually good enough to make? Somebody, because it's. Who casted Triple H? Who are the casting people on this movie? If I'm not mistaken, I think Triple H was originally supposed to be in this, and he did this because somebody was hurt, and it, they did it, he did it as a favor. Oh, okay. You know how I would have known that? If there was more than one trivia bullet point on the IMDb page of this damn movie. Here's the That's sad thing I, about WWE Studios films. So they suck. They're fucking so bad. Tell me one good WWE Studios film. What's it made? It made that Halle Berry movie where the girl gets kidnapped in the trunk of the car. That's upstairs too. Damn it! (laughs) I got it for like three bucks at Walmart. But that doesn't even count because only fucking superstar is David Otunga, Um, and he's just like background cop number four. Quotations. Superstar. Um, David Otunga. The Condemned isn't totally bad. The Condemned like gets, but also that was released in theaters. Like these movies released in theaters for like a week. Just for like award consideration. <laughs> you couldn't even get through it without laughing. What a, the Razzies, right? Um, no, I think like Ariel Winter got nominated for like some bullshit young artist award or something. I don't know. Uh, and then like these make money. How much money did this movie make? It was probably made for go right there. It so, made fourteen thousand at the box office. At the box office, it was made for three million dollars. You and mean to tell me this movie didn't turn a... All of that was a, Triple H's salary. This movie didn't turn a profit by going on DVD and Blu-ray? Of course it did. Reception. In distribution and stuff? Oh, it's, it's fucking terrible. 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. Their movies are so bad because See they're my... so basic and they, they play towards, sadly, that wrestling fan lowest common denominator. So here's what you gotta look at. Look at it this way. So Raw, like, three... We'll say lowest, and three million people watch Monday Night Raw every week. That's true. If they can get... You have a point. Ten percent of those people, so 300,000 people, to to buy or rent this movie, they have made their nut. I think that you have summed up everything that's wrong with wrestling. And movies. The the (laughs) last ten years that I've known you and been in the realm of wrestling. I I have just analyzed... Two of the three things I love the most in my life accurately by saying that they both suck. The third being my family, of course. But wrestling and movies being two and three in no particular order. Uh, you mean one, two, and three in no I wrote particular order? The first article, I don't know. The first what? article I wrote for our old website, potswobble.com, was about the obsession that the wrestling business had with the movie industry, specifically Vince McMahon. There's a quote in Beyond the Mat the famous wrestling documentary, which we will also watch one day. Why in the fuck did I nominate? God damn it. I mean, this is, it's a Burby Commando. When I be on, oh, that pisses me off. Um, <laughs> that he says, like, we're, I'm not in the wrestling business. We make movies. Because he's all about, you know, well, because like entertainment. Not, right, and because they're sports entertainers. But, but at that same token, like, any crossover they can always get with movies. Like, fucking Chucky was once on WCW challenging Rick Steiner to fight. It's a fucking doll. Like, they had, like, Wizard of Oz characters, and, like, they've, they've all, and it always sucks. Right down to actual David Arquette becoming a world champion in wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime movies and wrestling combined, it's the drizzling shits. It's just always. There's nothing of note that's ever come of it. Um, except 
when people leave wrestling to go be movie stars, like The Rock, like Batista, like, uh, those are the two. Um, you know. Dean Ambrose, John Cena gotta go a few more rounds before they make it. Cena's on his way. Cena's... Did you like what I did there? Uh, yeah, did you like what I did there? Because yeah. they were in the 12 rounds movie? I get it. Get away from me. <laughs> Cena, <laughs> Cena's on his way to, to probably being in that conversation. Um, what has he been in that you've seen that he's been train wreck? Uh, he okay. hosted the ESPYS, okay. the fucking pistachio commercials. That immediately puts you number three. <laughs> immediately after but Hogan and Austin and everybody else, like of yeah. course it does. Yeah. He's gonna be. Um, he's gonna be. Uh, uh, he's like the main voice actor in a DreamWorks movie coming out this. He does a winter. lot of voice acting. Yeah, he's and he's really good. He's good. Um, but we're getting off subject. My point is that this pile of fucking bung is... No, I think I think you weren't getting off subject. I think that the subject was, if you remove yourself from the wrestling conversation, you make good movies. I yeah. think that's why Triple H, uh, current COO of, of WWE and Entertainment, head of, head of talent, has no talent... <laughs> himself let's get there look they say if you can't do teach well triple h needs to teach some acting classes let me tell you what triple h can we just i, I don't think we can talk about this movie without talking about the actors so i think we should just get into it for those of you who don't know this no, we have movie to discuss, like what we liked and did like about right. the movie what i and- liked about this movie is how mediocre it was <laughs> and how it followed such a mediocre plot. It's it, it is made like I said, lowest common denominator. Yeah. People that don't want intricacies of plot and entertainment. It's just yeah. It's very so. No one. So so look. Nobody uh, even. What? That's just the that's. That's just how you feel. <laughs> that's how I feel. Look. That's my plot summary. Is I but and you know what? I don't think that you're the only one who feels that way because. You know, normally, like, we reference, you know, these websites. We've talked about it. We reference, like, IMDb and Wikipedia to, like, help us, you know, formulate good discussions about um, these movies that we watch. But nobody wanted to watch this movie enough to actually put a full plot. This is the same thing that's on the back of the box. That's the plot on Wikipedia. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. No, it's not. Th- I thought yes. It was, no, no. It's, it's not verbatim. It's not it's verbatim. It's almost verbatim, though. It's almost verbatim. <laughs> it really? Is. It's almost verbatim. It doesn't go into <laughs> any plot. It oh, only has the back of the box. My heart got so excited if it was verbatim, the back of the box, that I thought I was going to have like a fucking heart attack. Oh, I got to calm down. Calm okay. yourself down. Drink some water. All right. Green, <laughs> you like my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some water. But no, like, that's how bad this movie is. <sighs> They're like nobody wanted to. I'm gonna to try to quickly, in. like from beginning to end, summarize everything that's right, shitty and bad about the movie. Right, so Triple H's shitty fake beard. <laughs> that like it was so shiny. It, it was obviously he used a to have a really beard. good beard. I know he's one of the guys who could grow a really good one, but then also he goes with the scissors and cuts it, and then all of a sudden he's clean shaven. <laughs> it's like come on, come on. It looks, it looks like he has fucking garland on his face. It's so bad. I know, but wait, first, and then, and then, wait, wait, he's calling. In, he's yeah, calling in to Dr. Marjorie. Okay. Uh, like a self-help what like radio fuck? show from his like payphone. Delilah. No wonder no, your family that's hates you. One call in jail. <laughs> what do your family hate you? You're using your one call to call fucking Dr. Dr. Ruth, Marjorie. Dr. Ruth's sisters. <laughs> for fucking help with all your self-help bullshit. 
So he gets out of jail. Immediately gets, you know, Bam tried to get like back into it. He steals a car. <laughs> First thing he does when he gets out of jail is he steals a car. Um, and then tries to get back with his family. But then there's this really nice other guy who I thought they were already married, but apparently they weren't. Spoiler for later in the movie. Uh, from Just Shoot Me, Enrico Calatoni, or whatever the fuck his name's name is. But spoiler, he's going to get left like a little bitch at the end of the movie. You don't even get to see him again. I know. He's setting up a... Proposal. proposal. Beautiful proposal. It was a violin player. Even though he can't god darn it, he just can't work the multifaceted remote. Oh my god. Let's finish the plot so then I could talk about some of these specific scenes that drove me fucking... it's dead in his I'm sorry, your face was in... It was, it was under this cushion of the of the couch. We didn't catch that. How bad? This movie's so bad. So bad. Can we call Andrew? No, 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 no. This would break his heart. <laughs> I'm sending him this copy terrible. of this Blu-ray for Christmas. <laughs> Seventeen copies. I'll, I'll bring this to. Uh, with, no, and to I'm Chicago. gonna I'm gonna mail him one as well. Um, and he'll have four of them. So like he like face follows his fucking teenage daughter to like, school. Borderline stalks her because yeah. you're a felon. You should not be at a middle school. Yeah, and then he gets. He stops his fight for no reason, and then he gets invited to be a chaperone by Lisa Simpson. Like, every character on The Simpsons makes, like, $600,000 an episode or something, right? Especially Lisa Simpson. She's, like, the crux. Like, you don't need to do this. I know, but she needs something to keep her off the couch. You don't need to do this. I don't know, man. You're a, you are a legend. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Just like it's rest on your laurels. It's fine. So then, uh, I don't remember, he can't get a job. This is where I get the montage of Triple H trying to get a job. Is that a real car? Is that, what's that? No meat? <laughs> and then he's like, all right, fine, I'll fucking rob a bank. Uh, the one decent bit in the whole movie gets run into the ground, and it's a guy wearing a con- When the best part of your movie... Is the intricacies of a man robbing a bank in a Condoleezza Rice mask? You're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Uh, but it's gosh true. damn it, the bus is right there. Uh, the money gets stuck on the bus with all the rest of the bags. Of course, it gets flipped all around. Uh, he knows a lot about dinosaurs. There's because all he had, the, all he had to do in jail was read books, about and he dinosaurs. gave a dinosaur book to somebody at the beginning of the movie. That's how you. He's knew still he calling would know this dinosaurs. fucking doctor in the middle of all this stuff going on. The criminals are following him. Some guy gets hit by a car. Uh, every kid sucks. Like there's like pyromaniac kid. There's Jeffrey Dahmer looking fucking kid. Um, there's the girl whose lips got doped, doped up with fucking horse cum. Um, am I missing? There's the the mysterious quiet kid. I read Crime and Punishment, and goddamn, I'm so cute. And everybody loves me. Everybody loves me. me. Yeah. They got crush on me, but then nobody knows if they get together at the end. No, I got my four and a half inch wiener. (laughs) Yeah, and like, all right. So like, all this aside, so like, at the very least, here's the thing with these movies. So they follow this paint my numbers fucking plot, almost painstakingly, where everything's so easily resolved. You're under arrest for uh, for murder. Oh no, it's okay. We we heard on the uh, we heard on the radio. He's fine. 
All right, well, I knew you had it in you. Hey, good job, man. Shake my yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah. It's so oh, ridiculous. Fuck those co- oh, like, why'd you need the cops, too? Like, the co- cool cop with his Jason Mraz hat. And the one cop who obviously was an actor that they found off the street corner, and they gave him the character name Augie, so it kind of ended up being appropriate. Hey, hey, Augie. You're never going to hear this. You know. Uh, and then the mom shows up and smacks him in the face. Twice. Twice. And then, no, mom, it's okay, and everything's fine. And then a short time later, uh, you don't get to see what happens with the teacher. Does she get fired? Is she is she banging uh, the loser chaperone? Did he even have a kid on the bus? Hold on. Wait a second. I just realized that. Did he even have a kid in the on the who was his kid? Who was his kid? I know at the beginning there was that weird Donald Trump hair dude that gave his kid like 500 bucks to go to a fucking dinosaur museum. <laughs> no, it was to buy hey. the, the it was to buy the fireworks. No, that was a different kid. No, it's the same kid. No, it was not. I swear to God. It's that the was, same kid. That dad was... Pull it up. That, it's the same kid. That dad gave money to a kid that wasn't even part of the fucking movie, I'm pretty sure. No, it was. It was Making movie. me go fucking nuts. Um, I don't think that other guy had a kid, though. I don't think he had a fucking kid with a stupid safari head. He just, like, time to chaperone. That's really creepy. At least, like, if I had a chaperone in high school and they didn't have, like, a kid on the bus, they were either a teacher or they were trying to sleep with some of the students. Shout out, Mr. (laughs) Trotter. What's going on? Uh, It's one way to get an article. Yeah, you know. Um, So we we don't find out, like, what happens there. Uh, What happens with, you know, does uh, Sally get with Josh? Was that his name, Josh? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I remember that. Um, do they get together? What about Pyromaniac Kid? Like, you know, oh, what happened to them? What to the bus and then driver? all of a sudden, like, he's preparing. You think he's going for his first day of work, and then it's his date. And they open the door, and it's the fucking mom. And it's like, you just left that nice doctor out on the lurch to, you know, go on a date with Scorpion Tattoo? And by the way, can I just say that we're talking about Triple H's hair ad nauseum on this, but holy fuck, man, Triple H. You took way too long to cut your fucking ponytail off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Granted, when it first happened, it looked like he had a helmet and he's kind of yeah. grown into his hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, oh, just like he turns around at the end, like when he can't like tie his tie, and it's like, oh, it's so bad. It's really And then, bad. Uh, and now he's got his own radio help show. And uh, it all comes full circle. And, and it all comes full circle because at the end of the movie, what does it end with? An anal rape prison joke. As only Triple H can do. As only do. Triple H can do. This movie is wretched. It's so bad. Devoid of any redeeming qualities except the fact that it's... So, it's So, we've talked about this before with other really, really bad movies on this podcast. Mm-hmm. This was the right amount of fun for me where it was so bad I could enjoy it being bad. Kazam was just fucking bad. Okay. Other that's true. things are just bad. This I laughed this is, through the whole movie at how bad so it was. I didn't laugh once. The, I like it was like an incredulous laugh. This I is a like, comedy. Is this really happening? This is a comedy like mayonnaise is made from two cans. Like this <laughs> This is not a this isn't this isn't funny. This isn't funny at all. It's incredulous. It, it's yeah, funny it makes how you incredulous. Got, like, I was just laughing because I was like, what? Like, really? This, Like, they chose this? Why was this PG-13? 
some violence. There are, this movie probably sets the world record for the amount of threatenings of firing guns ever. Like, just shoot them! Shoot them! It's a kid's movie, though. PG-13. It's PG-13, rude humor and language. What language? Every time they're going to cuss, they cut off to something else. Damn. They said damn. Oh, oof. Yeah. Soap in the mouth. <laughs> um, where was I even going? I don't know. I got lost on the trip, on the bus. It's not, like, it wasn't funny, but I enjoyed seeing what next shitty turn it was going to yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was funny. Triple H, uh, do you even remember Triple H singing Frank Sinatra in the middle of it? What? Triple H, like, was singing Frank Sinatra when they were at the, the bootleg steak and shake. No, the... I didn't hear because uh, Jillian was crying. God damn it, Jillian. I asked you to rewind it and you wouldn't. No, because I refused. There's no going back. There's only forward. It's the only thing we can do is just full speed ahead. Um, he sang Frank Sinatra. Um, a lot of dinosaur talk. I want Triple H to host a podcast now called Dinosaur Talk. <laughs> Where he's wearing like dinosaur oh God, slippers. It, it would be so boring. Yep, pretty bad. Oh my God. Uh, That's the other thing. Like, Triple H has really good, like, booming, like, authoritative. And when he's, like, being like, like hey, all y'all. Yeah. That's Triple H. <laughs> what was that? That was, a. Uh, that was, a. Uh, hey, how's it going? Mealji, it's been a long time. <laughs> First time caller. How's it going? Is this oh, how it works? farted. Is, that, is this how it works? Yes. First Hi. time caller, Beetlejuice. Hello, Beetlejuice. Uh, I have a question. What? Why haven't I been on the show? You missed me? No. Where have you been? Been thugging and bugging. Thugging in that I hang out with my thug friends. Bugging that I like to eat bugs because I'm Beetlejuice. Great. What'd you think of the movie? It sucked. <laughs> it was just bad. How would you have made the movie better? Uh, I would have replaced uh, Triple H with myself. And then oh. Beetlejuice is a chaperone. All kinds of craziness happens. Like make what? dinosaurs come to life. Oh, Really? Uh, I exercise demons out of that red-haired kid's butt because he's, he's fat. I, I just ripped the spine out of that weird kid because he needs to die. <laughs> That's not very nice, Beetlejuice. No, that kid, he's, I guarantee you look him up, he's probably into some weird shit. Okay. Probably a juggalo. Like, what kind of juggalo? There's, I'm not classifying juggalos. They all go in one certain subset. Even though I kind of look like, oh my god, was I, was I the first juggalo? I think you may have been. Oh, the identity crisis, bye. <laughs> um, Noah, Triple H uh, used to talk like this. Uh, it's, it's a long story, don't worry about it. Um, where was I? Oh, authoritative voice. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does a really good job with that. He's good with kids, um, especially females, because the man has three daughters. And, he, and even in this, I made the comment, God damn it, even in the movies, Triple H can't have a son. It's amazing to me. Um, he, like, he was fine with kids, you know? Um, this is the this is that kid. Oh, God, what a just a... His name is Cullen. Cullen Chafin. Cullen? Yeah, you're Chafin, all right. Really this is of that shitty mole that looks like... Yes! Looks like a fucking snow cap it's without like, the non-perils on his lip. Monroe. Like, it's really... Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh, God, come on. God, that would fuck me up if I was on my phone. I'd be like, God, what's on my phone? Get get that off my phone. 
Stop it. No, why is it still on my phone? Um, was there anything you genuinely liked about this movie? <sighs> oh, where should I? Like a scene. Where should I begin? Let's not forget also like the random beatdown scene where he just starts punching fucking dudes and that guy does like the Indiana Jones sword it. routine. I loved it. And then Triple H just has a pipe in his hand. Should have been a sledgehammer. I, I made that comment. Don't try to steal my thunder. I'm the one who said it should have been a sledgehammer. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're such an asshole. I like... There was no pedigree in the movie either. I have the, several missed opportunities here. Yeah. Let's remake this movie. <laughs> I do like the one thing that like, I minorly chuckled at as an inside was when she says suck and he goes, don't say suck. And like he's made a career saying suck it. I thought that was like... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because now he's a he, he's the dad now. Yeah. You know. Triple H has always been a dad joke guy, though. Takes one to know one. You damn right. King of the dad jokes. I'm the king of kings when it comes to dad jokes. Who would win in a dad joke off? You or Triple H? Me. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Well, then we're to find out. Pod Slam 2017, Triple H. I'm calling you out. It's not enough time for him to plan. I don't that. give a shit. You got three weeks. I'll see you in Chicago. Dad joke off. It's for Connor's cure. You started the. You started it. Come finish it. See, I'm already Might one up drop. on you. Might draw. I'm already one up on you, Triple H. So what else did I like about this movie? I really just thought it was a huge pile of shit, <laughs> and I really liked it. I, like, I was excited about it. Like, we've had movies on this podcast that are so bad, and I'm dreading it, and I fall asleep, but I don't want to pay attention. I couldn't tear my eyes away from this movie. And that's, this is literally the most engaged and you've ever been. But that's how you know it's such a, that's how you know bad movies done it right. Like, that's how you know bad movies done it right, when you can't look away. Like, you can't stop watching because you're like, oh my god, what shitty thing are they going to do next? Or, what the fuck is going on? Like, I just couldn't contain it. I, I, I had to record right away because I had to get all these feelings out so I could stop being so jittery and want to pull all my hair out of my head. Way and too I like how terrible a lot of the acting is. And The acting is so... Oh, let's get into it. Bad. I just want to point out one thing. There are way too many special features on this Blu-ray. Oh, there's, there's a commentary, so many special there's features. There's commentary with Triple H, Ariel Winter, and Yardley Smith... Uh, who are three people that have never been in my kitchen for 400? Like, what a weird fucking collaboration of people in the movie, let alone sitting them in a recording studio and having them relive what they had to do with one another. It's so crazy. Uh, but, Ariel's video diary. Like, and then we watched the bloopers on this. I'm sorry. We, we didn't watch any bloopers. We watched a busload of bloopers. A busload of bloopers that I shit on. Like, I thought bloopers were supposed to be funny. Uh, rest in peace, Jerry Lewis. I'm pretty sure the day the clown cried was funnier than <laughs> funnier than this puzzle of bloopers. I don't think you're wrong. I'm sorry. I don't think you're wrong. I'm very sorry, but I guarantee you I would I would have a chortle in that film before I would even crack a smile during this. Um, they was talking about like the inside joke of like the director fake What's sneezing. That? Is that curly hair guy now? He's on Fear the Walking Dead. That, Good for him. That, he, looks like, uh, he looks like Abraham's son. 
Uh, also, we need to take a huge time out here before. We, well, let me finish the special features. Uh, I'm the chaperone, Triple H. I just, I'm just imagining that's a 10 minute video of him just saying it over and over again to prepare for his role. Uh, a music video, original song by Ariel Winter. Uh, get schooled on the stunts. Here's looking at you, kids. Which is, um, I'm just assuming, a table read of Triple H and the cast doing Casablanca. Uh, <laughs> that's a rap tour inside the dinosaur exhibit. Uh, a photo gallery, and then an inside look at That's What I Am, starring Randy Orton and Ed Harris, just in case you wanted to connect Kevin Bacon to Ed Harris in a really odd way. So so uh, after this, we have to watch that rap tour thing, because I'm pretty sure it's Triple H rapping about dinosaurs, no, and I want to no, watch it. No. Or we're going to find out. Uh, the director of this movie is Stephen Herrick. Who? Oh, oh, you know who Stephen Herrick is. This guy don't had... Don't, don't, don't even look it up. Don't, don't tell even, me. Don't, don't touch your phone. Me. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I am doing this. This guy has had a career. Oh, has he? A good career or a bad career? Uh, Well, considering when... All right, so his first movie was Critters in the 80s. Kind of came after Gremlin stuff. Then he did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. (laughs) This is your people here. This is your people. That's why this movie's so bad it's good. It's bad. Excuse the fuck out of you? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is one of the 50 greatest cinematic masterpieces that ever reached... The eyes of people that God created. Says who? Says me. Do, you have to do a quote. Then after that... Did Peter Travers ever say it? No. About four score no. and 20 minutes ago. That's a great line. What did I put on Facebook after Donald Trump was elected? Just be excellent to each other. As said by Abraham Lincoln in Bill and Ted. You know I've never seen Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, my childhood is ruined. My life is ruined now. The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Oh my god. The Three Musketeers, the Disney one that we love. Fucking Mr. Holland's opus. This guy. This guy. Who is this this guy? What's he doing? Is he alive? The live action 101 Dalmatians. What? Holy man. Okay, here's where it starts to go. You know Holy Man? That bald Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah, what happened between Uh, Rockstar? Life or something like it, this and then Man of the LSG House, and then out. he's done. He's done a bunch of like direct. He did Into the Blue too. Uh, he did oh, yeah. a sequel the to The Cutting Edge. Good. You remember that uh, DB Sweeney roller skating movie? No, ice skating movie. And then he did Dolly Parton's Coat of Many Colors. So this guy. Oh, and he some, did the, the Dolly Parton Christmas thing that they kept advertising. This guy had some really, really good drugs in the eighties and the nineties. Look, he he directed. And then he then he directed he, then, three of my favorite films as a child, and then, then he did he this. Became part of NA. Hey, Stephen Herrick, keep getting them checks. Hey, Stephen Herrick, get some coke. Make some of those movies. All right, I got an idea. Before, and keep getting them checked. Don't tell the Mighty Ducks the Babysitter's an excellent adventure. That's my next film pitch idea. I got Triple H. He's gonna be a A babysitter. Babysitter. Genghis Khan. I'm the babysitter. (laughs) But he's a goalie. It's the goalie. The goalie. (laughs) We have done cocaine. Apparently, we were just going. It's gonna be talked about all. <laughs> uh, shout out to two week, two or three weeks ago, where the <laughs> really good cocaine jokes on Podswoggle. MVP and LVP. 
I think we both decided during the movie who the MVP was. I was being sarcastic. No, I was not. It's not. So, alright, so, alright, so, alright, so let me build it up. So, like, for the fourth time, fucking Triple H, Triple H and Kevin Corrigan's fucking cell phone bill is going to be through the roof. Because <laughs> they keep fucking calling each other, where's the money? I'm trying to give you the money. Like, it's, it's jerking each other back and forth. So they finally kidnap the girl. They're but in, like, a cemetery. I don't know. They're in a cemetery, and he's like, I'm going to meet you there. I'm going to bring you the money. Of course, he has Ooh. the wrong bag. And then there's, like, really, really gross, like, rape overture, overture jokes. He's like, oh, yeah, she's such a little lady. You didn't catch that? I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kevin Corgan, like, threatens to rape Triple H's daughter. That's why he's like, I'm going to kill you twice if you touch her. Because he's like, oh, she's such a little lady now. Grown up. I, I wasn't listening to him. I, I, his eyebrows spoke more lines than his mouth did. I thought that there was something wrong with him. <laughs> no, the other guy that was wrong. What was his name? Like Monkey or something? <laughs> Goldie. Goldie, whatever. Um, my boy Goldie. <laughs> um, so, like, he shows up in a taxi. And the taxi, like, there's just a random taxi driver there. And he's like, all right, this is all the money I have left in my life. You want? You need to protect my daughter. Do you understand me? And the guy's like, yeah, I got you, man. And like he had spoken with some real conviction. I know. And then she gets in the car and he starts like peeling out. And she goes, no, you need to go back. And she's like strangling him from the back <laughs> like, seat. You scary girl, but your daddy a lot scarier. I'm like, MVP right here. MVP. Uh, but Look. no, he's not oh. the MVP. He's not hey, the MVP of the movie. This Goldie kid, this Goldie guy, he's been in some good stuff prior to being in The Chaperone. He was in... Kevin Corrigan was in The Fucking Departed in oh. Superbad. Oh. Okay. I mean, he's terrible in this. But no, but this guy was in like Dallas Fires stuff. Club. He was on Breaking Bad. The fuck was he on Breaking Kenny? Bad? Kenny? Who the fuck is Kenny? Uh, he's one of the guys, I think, from the, um, from the end. Towards the end. Oh, yeah. He's one of the uh, neo-Nazis. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Um... <laughs> My MVP of the movie is Ariel Winter. Okay. I I, th- I think of everybody surrounding it, she gets off... She wasn't really He's... that great. Which means she's the MVP of the movie! I, you, you mean it wasn't that bank teller? God, the bank teller is so oh, bad. Oh, and let me just get it... On the record, even though you're probably going to edit it out, you're the one who started saying, oh, they shouldn't have that much money in their top drawer during the bank robbery. Look. And that's what you always tell me. Not to do. I, I was holding it in because I didn't want to get on your nerves, and then you said it, so then I just kept but talking you didn't, to the rest of the That's why you didn't say it, so I said it because you missed your opportunity. I didn't miss my opportunity. I knew. It was obvious that there was way too much well, money in those people's drawers. But you know what could have prevented that robbery? A lobby leader. <laughs> Shut up, Samantha. Um... I think that she proved that she was, like, the only real actress in the whole goddamn thing. Also, it's really weird to, like, I don't think I've ever experienced this before, but, like, seeing somebody as a child when now you know they're, like, extremely attractive. <laughs> like, she's a beautiful woman. And Tell it's like, me more. She's beautiful? I'm not allowed to say that women no. are beautiful. No. Okay, she's a, an ugly tramp. Is that better? Yes. Wonderful. Thank you. Um... Everybody else is pretty bad. Like, even people you'd expect, like, fucking Lisa Simpson. I'm not calling her by her real name. She doesn't have a real name anymore. Like, she's very, I mean, she's always great and annoying anyway. But 
nobody else of substance comes out looking halfway decent. Right. So that's why I'm prone to go with her. Okay. She actually, she was able to cry on command. You know, that's better. Triple H couldn't fucking do it the whole time. You're, you're right. Like, if you really want to make it the black taxi driver, we can make the I black. mean, I thought he had a really sharp performance. <laughs> he had three lines. I know, but... They were really convincing, I mean... It's the area I went there. All right. We'll make her the... He's a strong runner-up. Very. He is He's 1B. LVP. Holy shit. Okay. What a plethora of things to work with. There are so many. Nick the bus driver? We haven't talked about Nick the bus oh, driver God. the whole time. He reminded me of, do you remember in Space Invaders? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I tried to plug the movie out of my mind. No, what was, uh, what was the, like, the mechanics? Like, something but, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelson Tron, or like, whatever <laughs> the fuck his name was. He was like that fucking character. He was piss poor. Uh, He's just so bad. All of the other kids. All of the other kids. The red haired kid. The, the li- lips girl. Lips girl. Sounds <laughs> 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 like something derogatory you would say about a girl in middle school. Hey, have you seen the lips girl yet? Yeah, great. Um, um, you know, that is just a girl that has a really unfortunate vaginal situation <laughs> going on. That's really hey, yo, my buddy had sex with a lips girl the other day. He almost didn't make it out. <laughs> um, the Josh kid wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Both cops were fucking bad. Um, the bank teller, though. The bank teller was bad. So bad. Um, well, let's talk about who it's not. Uh, it's not Triple H. Oh. Are you, you going to make Triple H the LVP? I mean. I think his natural charisma carries him through at least... Charisma only goes so far. 10%. Charisma doesn't make up for the lack of acting ability, though. Let me tell you. Let me say, you pointed he, out when they were walking, like from like the record store or something. Yeah. Like he's explaining what happened with his life, and you were like, "There's no pacing." <laughs> he doesn't like it was for so perfectly timed. Who has now? He's a great promo. He's right. one of the best promos. He's made a career, and he's taught other people how to give promos. Like, there's. N- like, here's, a, here's a difference. He doesn't, his, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't his, understand. Here's the difference. In his promos, he's never had to be a good human being before. <laughs> no, he's been a baby face before. He was, he's he's never, was never a good baby face. Triple H is like one of the most egotistical, self-centered, maniacal fucking backstage personalities ever. He used to literally get scripts from writers and he would flip to the end and go, am I going fucking over? And if it, well, the answer was yes, then he didn't need to know anything else. If the answer was no, he would say, get out and fix it. And then they'd come back to give him the script where he goes over, and then everything would be okay. And now he's not like that, because... Well, because now he's COO of the company yeah, and, and head now, of talent management. Yeah, now he now wants, it doesn't have to be like yeah. that. So, so, like, you can tell that it's hard for him to be a good dude. <laughs> no, but it's not even that. It's not even that, because I know, it doesn't have on. to come from a real place, but you have to understand the basic dynamics of having an actual conversation with somebody because that's really what acting with someone else is very true and he doesn't understand how to have a conversation so i would hate to be at home with his wife and three daughters like 
scratch that. I would love to be a fly in that wall and really see how that goes. He's not the LVP. I, yeah. I can give you at least three people that deserve the LVP more than him. Okay. Um, but I was saying people who it's not. Uh, the mom. The mom was... She wasn't in it she enough. She wasn't in enough, and she, you know, she was fine. It's not poor... Dr. Marvin, whatever, poor Enrico. Oh, poor guy, I feel bad it, for him. I mean, you could really tell he worked hard on the space object work of dealing with that remote in that pivotal scene where, man, we can't have the mom know yet, but we really need to get the mom involved. Have a remote that does everything with the fan and the blinds and the TV and the such. Um, it's not the Goldie guy. The Goldie guy also wasn't bad. Like, for being, the Vulcan skull <laughs> of the movie, you know, he's got beat up a lot and said stupid stuff. So it's not any of them. Uh, Nick the bus driver was very bad. Uh, whoever the fucking guy... The other chaperone. He's not even on the IMDb... Uh, he's not even on the Wikipedia page. And Triple H in the bloopers is like, I've worked with that guy before. So like we had a camaraderie. Stanley. Yeah, Stanley's not even on here. Guy does not even fucking matter that much to be on here. Um, either one of the cops, like I said, they were both just... Yeah. My LVP is Kevin Corrigan. He was really terrible. He was... Like, talk about just clocking in, clocking out, and getting a payday. And he's always, like, kind of a villain, and he's, like... You know, he's, like, kind of, like, a comedic villain, and I know I think he was supposed to be in this. But his escalations were completely off. Like, he went from just talking normally to... Like, it was just so bad. Like, it, there was just nothing behind it. He was way it. too much from the Bronx, because he's from the Bronx. Yeah. What was his line? Is like, I don't trust you as far as I can spit you? That's an actual line in this film. That's how you have to start answering the phone when Andrew calls you now. <laughs> I can't trust you as far as I can spit you. Wait, what? I'm going to say the next time he calls. He's going to use the fuck out of him. Um, he's going to hang up. Like, going into this, I was like, okay, well, Kevin Corrigan's in this. And he's a stable presence. So I'm sure he'll kind of carry a couple scenes. I'll be fine. And in every scene he was in, I was like, man, he is sticking out. Like a green hat with an orange bill. <laughs> yes. He was so bad. All of his... Infl- you think Triple H's pacing was in the wrong place? All of his inflection and all of his delivery was just always at the wrong decibel. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So we f- did forget to talk about, though, the principal. Can I take a guess? Was that Gary Grubbs? The principal. It looks like Gary Grubbs. It was Gary Grubbs. Former MVP. There's an MVP in this movie. MVP of Gone Fishing. This guy needs to slit his agent's throat. From ear to ear. This guy needs to OJ his agent. So I recognized the face and I was like, that guy. That's character actor Gary Grubbs. MVP of Gone Fishing. Yep. Well, no two... Imagine if he was the MVP of this. And we looked it up like, who is it? And like, what the fuck? <laughs> Two timers. Uh, George Clooney and uh, John Leguizamo and Gary Grubbs. No, no. Uh, so are you on board with Kevin Corgan? Yes. Okay. Triple H, you owe me one. Now, I don't think we have many more of these upstairs. I know we have, I bought the most recent 12 rounds of Dean Ambrose because I'm curious and it was cheap. So we have to do that eventually. And I'm a big fan of Dean Ambrose. Um, I like crazy. 
I don't think, and I we have the call, but it doesn't technically count. I mean, like the WWE, like the superstar center comes. We don't have fucking knucklehead. Somebody was supposed to watch this for the podcast, by the way. Knucklehead? No, uh, well, I think all the chaperone, Witten. I'm almost positive it's probably. Witten. Um, that was, he was supposed to watch it. We do have all of the um, animated ones, though. Not all of them. We have the Scooby Doo one, one and we then we have the Flintstone one. That's it. And then the Jetson one came out. We didn't get it yet. And they also have the Surf's Up one, which I just don't even want. No, don't even. No, no, no. I don't want to watch Surf's Up on its own. I don't need to see like penguins fucking, fucking surfboarding with Paige. I don't need to see that shit. Well, She's just trying to snort the white off the fucking penguins. That's not nice. All right. WWE Studios have made a lot of movies. Well, now they're just buying stuff. Well, like, now they just, like, buy the no. rights and stuff. Well, they started with The Rock's movies. Those barely count. Why? The first, The first real one, like, the first real one is See No Evil and The Condemned. And I remember when See No Evil came out. I, we I saw that in theaters. We weren't with, even together, were we? Yeah, no, it was 2005. I saw that in theaters uh, with a couple friends from high school. And then when I went, uh, fun story about See No Evil. When I um, started working at the Regal in Gainesville, my first day when I was doing Usher duty, and we were sharing, like, craziest, you know, Usher stories. Like, nasty thing you've cleaned up. The girl was like, I've literally cleaned up human shit before. I'm like, ugh. Like who? Like what? And I had to ask her, like, what movie did they take a dump in? She's like, it's a movie with the bald wrestler. It was a horror. I'm like, see no evil. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's accurate. That's pretty that's apropos. Right. Um, and then when they got to the straight to DVD, there was this uh, knucklehead. Uh, Cena had a bunch like the reunion, legendary. Orton did the that's what I am, and then they started doing the sequels. They started doing the Marine three. two, three, four, five. The Marine 2, I think, had Ted DiBiase Jr. in it. And the Miz was like, uh, excuse me. Yes. I got this on lock. Yes. Uh, and then they did, like, a couple Condemns. I know they've done multiple 12 rounds. Dolph Ziggler was in some bullshit, like, cop movie with Kane. Um, there was a friend. Les Reines de Ring. Queens of the Ring. I was, uh, that's a weird thing. I don't know what it was. It was, it was something, again, something they bought and they just threw people in. Oh. Um, I know there was, they did the Leprechaun movie. They did. did the leprechaun with that, we have upstairs. God damn it. Yeah. Sino Evil 2. Yeah. Jingle All the Way 2. With Santino and Larry the Cable Guy. Hell no. Hell no. Marine 4. Vendetta. That's the Dolph Ziggler cop movie. And then there's ones. I know there's one. I think one of the Marines movies, like, Submarine gets blown up, which I'm actually curious Marine about. Four moving targets. Really. I think she actually, like, the Miz uses her as a human shield and she gets shot, like, 20 times. It's like. I'm pretty sure I've seen the gif of it. Why don't we oh, have it? <laughs> Santa's little helper. Oh, yeah, with the Miz and Paige and stuff. Like, they're uh-huh. all so fucking bad. There's a lot of, like, of the... I honestly feel like stuff. this is the best case scenario. Interrogation. With Edge, Edge and, and Lana. Lana. Yeah. The Edge ones actually aren't supposed to be bad. Edge did one with Jamie How Kennedy. How come Wade Barrett's doing all these movies? He's not even in the company anymore. I know, but he did, like, Eliminators. He did another one earlier. I don't know. Oh, wait, Surf's Up to Wave Mania. You didn't tell me that. It was Wave Mania. Wave Mania. It's a mania. That's why there's a mania after the wave. 
this is the best case scenario, right? Like, there's no way that this is the worst one. Wait, like, all the rest of them sound so much worse I than I honestly this. didn't realize that all of the... Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas were in... The most Marine recent Marine. Five with The mm-hmm. Miz. And weren't the three of them in a company together? No, well, now they're the Mistrage. Well, they're not Heath Slater. He doesn't need to be the Mistrage. He's got kids. He's got kids. He's got kids. This is all inside for the people that normally listen to the show. We're boring these poor people. <laughs> listen to the show to avoid me right talking wrestling. Can you finally answer my fucking question? This, What's is the, your question? this is the best case scenario of all the rest of these movies. Like, there's no way that this is the worst of all those. This has to be the best one, right? It, I, I think a couple of those Cena ones, and also the, the not that's counting that, the animated ones because those I've only seen one. It was pretty bad. It wasn't that bad. That's what I, I am really with drunk. Orton and Ed Harris. I've actually heard isn't bad. I don't know. Uh, and also, seen it one with like fucking Patricia Clarkson and Danny Glover. I, I think. haven't seen. I haven't seen the ones I've seen. This well, is the best case scenario, except for what's coming up. I'm really excited. I guess I just have to go buy them all. I'm not gonna. I won't fight you on that. Everything else you fight me on. Because I know. It will put you through more pain and heartache than it'll put me through pain and heartache. It will it will be the ultimate revenge because you're gonna do it to get at me, but you're gonna hate them even more. Because I can fall asleep in movies and you can't. And it's a gift that keeps on giving for me. I'm just actually really excited for the upcoming movie. The next movie that's coming out is called Killing Hasselhoff. That's been postponed for like at least two years at this point. They don't want to release it because Hogan's a big part of the movie. Okay, well, I'm really excited for the next one that's coming out. Blood Brother. She okay. With R-Truth. Why didn't you tell me that Luke Harper was making a movie called Mohawk? Is he gonna have a mohawk? <laughs> that's why you were crying the whole time? Not out of fear that Jillian possibly wasn't breathing? I knew she was breathing. I would have felt it. Of all the damn people in the company, they picked Archers and Luke Harper to make the next few movies that are coming out. Yeah, they're not doing anything on television. Might as well, like, not waste anybody else. But they're going to waste billions of dollars making a movie that's billions not... Of, billions of dollars? This movie was made with $3 billion. Million. Million. Trillion dollars. If this had been made for $3 billion, there are worse problems in this country than everything else that's going on. This would need to be addressed first. Well, Vincent Anything and Donald else. Trump are really Anything good else. friends. We are so. just blabbering at this point. It's time to wrap this up. We have other things to do. <laughs> I was just really excited to watch this. I will say that I started my day not feeling very well. I had a sore throat, taking medicine. And now I feel exactly the same. <laughs> I feel terrible. But not worse. That's, feel, a, that's a win. I feel awful. That's a win. I have to put this upstairs. With all the rest of the movies. Well, not unless we destroy it. Uh, what is your score? <sighs> How do I score this? <sighs> I go back to what I said earlier. About some of the other movies. One is for a total lack of redeeming 
anything whatsoever. And I can't do that here. Right. It does have... It's still piss poor. It's... I mean, it's poor. All right, it's poor. It's piss poor. It's not piss poor. It's piss poor. It's poor. I'm giving, We've watched worse. I'm giving it a two. Oh, I was going to give it a four. Are you fucking kidding me? I was going to give it a four. Why are you giving this a four? Because it's so bad. It's on that good It's on that good track. That's a two. Arrow Winters drove a bus. Yeah, and, and she's probably five years away from the fucking bang bus. It's a, a... No, I, I'm aware of what it is. <laughs> I just don't know why you're referencing it on this show. <laughs> I thought I was going to And for explain. that reaction, I'm going to give it a four. Why is this a three overall? That That is... I mean, I just found it hilarious that it's so bad. We have that as but a quarter of a point I think, worse than Lake Placid. But I... Well, okay. I think what makes this movie so good to me is that it takes itself so seriously. Like, you know, at the end of all of those scenes, Triple H was like, oh, that was awesome. Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Oh, that was so good. Like, that's why I think I gave it a four, because it could have been so much This is double the movie of Alvin and the Chipmunks the Road Trip. This is double the movie of Spaced Invaders. All right. I think that that's fair. This is triple the movie of Kazam. I think that that's this fair. This is better than Super Mario Brothers. I think that that's a fair score. This is better than Kronk's New Groove. Yeah, you know what? I think that's a fair score because it's it does have some... better than Girl Most Likely. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. Because it does have some redeeming qualities and, and like you said, Triple H's charisma, you know, I, I, I think it had some funny parts to it. And Ariel Winters did do a good job, like you were saying. I a think three it's a for fair the chaperone. Score. It doesn't get beat with a hammer. And then that way we can watch it when Andrew comes for Christmas. I'm never watching this movie ever again. Andrew and I will watch it. Good. I will take the baby and go do anything else. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to check us out at arcadeaudio.net. Along with the other podcasts in our network, they're all available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Please subscribe to your podcast automatically every single Thursday when they become available. Like we mentioned at the top of the show, patreon.com slash arcade audio for your continued support every single month. Get all kinds of great special features there. Um, you can listen to the Heels and Heels uh, podcast on The Chaperone as well. And of course, Podslam 2017 coming up. When you're hearing this, we're about three weeks away. September 23rd, Chris Farley Did you Cabaret. Say December? September, September, oh. September. Um, 1 p.m., 1 a.m. Central, go to. ArcadeAudio.net slash PodSlam for tickets and donations now. And follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Shout out to our, uh, our friend, former guest on the show, Tatiana, for hitting us up on Twitter, Twitter and reminding us that she was 11 when The Incredibles came out. I hope that you go to hell. That put Samantha into a coma. Why is she so young? She could. She's literally was young enough to be a fucking student in this field trip. God damn. When the Incredibles came out. Anything else? But why? How old was I when Tatiana was born? Like fifteen, something like that. I know you're pretty old.
I don't feel old. I feel like I'm in college again. You know, I only get a couple hours of sleep, run off nothing but coffee and donuts. Messy ass house. I died three weeks ago. <laughs> That's how I feel. This is a my rendition of a weekend at Bernie's. Uh, I'm dead puppeting you. Why is this 61 minutes? No for, one, for mullet. No one should ever talk with the chaperone for 61 minutes. For mullet. This is mullet. Signing up for Married with Movies. I'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. We talked about this movie longer than it took them to write this fucking movie. I'm beginning and ending the show with Triple H themes. <laughs> it's all about the en- theme. Enjoy Motorhead, everybody. It's going to confuse the shit. Why are they playing Motorhead? Behold the king. The King of Kings. On your knees, dog. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.